Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Your word declares, Jesus taught, if you ask the Father how much more will he give you the Holy Spirit. Right now, Lord, we recognize the best gift of life eternal and the gift of the Holy Spirit, the anointing. Let your anointing saturate this room right now. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you as we gather under your word we honor you we praise you we say there is no one like you in jesus name amen 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 yes you can have your seat again it's, it's sort of have it many times if i could have some more monitor so i don't lose my voice thank you jesus amen Let's read together John chapter 12, John chapter 12, from verse 20. It's coming up, I'm sure, somewhere. Let's read. Uh-huh. Now, there were certain Greeks. Okay, wait, let's start again, because some people are not reading. Yeah, don't disturb your telephone at this time. That's for the people who are watching online. If you're here, you just watch me live, okay? Is that okay? And moreover, you were wise enough to be here because tonight there is something God is doing that may not be immediate to your sight, but you will see. Amen. Now, let's read together. Uh huh. Now. Uh huh. of Galilee, uh-huh, ask him, sir, we wish to see Jesus. First stop there. Do you wish to see Jesus? Yeah. We wish to see. These were Greeks, non-Gentiles. They wished to see Jesus. They were like, we've heard enough about this Jesus. We've come a long way show him to us. They, and they went one of the disciples. Okay, verse 22. Let's read together. Huh? No, no. Verse 22. Together. Philip came uh, and told Andrew and in turn Andrew and Philip told Jesus. Hmm? We want to see Jesus. Now those guys, they want to see Jesus. Okay. Now let's organize ourselves and go tell Jesus that the other guys want to see you. All right, so they report, and then Jesus responds. Mm-hmm. But Jesus answered them, saying, Look, he didn't say, Oh, I'm available. Let's go. Ah, are you there? Hey, let me tell you, you've come to like, if you've never ever wanted God to use you, 
you are in the worst place possible on the worst day possible. Yeah, like if you are the kind of person who's like, I want to die ordinary. I don't want God to use me. I don't want those things about what making history, rewriting books, what you, you, whoever tricked you here, you need to forgive them in advance. I said, can they give me monitor volume? Whoever is responsible. You need to forgive them in advance. Kubanga, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you try to go, you find someone may have blocked you in the parking. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you have, you have, you see, you might see. You'll find out. So these guys, they are Greeks, they are not Jews. What are they doing at the feast? Okay. What are they doing? At, like there are people who may have come here for Good Friday, but you're not saved. Like why? Because you want to see Jesus. Jesus you want. Jesus you get. Hallelujah. Hey. Come on, people. We want to see Jesus. Greeks, Gentiles, non-believers. They are at the feast. These were feasts for the children of Israel. What have they come to do? What have they even brought? Have they brought a, a lamb, a, a, a bull? What? Yeah. Like it's you going to a, a, a place somewhere on Friday at around lunchtime. And then you're like, we, I want to see I'll be like, but you, oh, what's your name again? Nti, Nti, Chris. Hey, Chris. <laughs> you know, they don't know you about Chris. Kwanga Chris, Kumpi Christo. Chris. So, but anyway, what say yesterday? We want to see Jesus. So Jesus, instead of getting up and saying, Bambi, them Greeks, let's, let's go and at least I wave, wave, caught them or shake their hands. Jesus answered them saying, are you there? What did he say? The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Mm. Take note of that word glorified. On the hour. Is everyone okay? <laughs> Have you ever asked a, qu- a straight question? They gave you an answer which is a bit shady. Even you, you are looking for the answer in the answer. But the hour has come. We want to see Jesus. What has the hour coming, son of wood? What? Which? Suffice to say, I don't know, I didn't even read to the end of the story whether he eventually went and said hi to them. But, so, he says the hour has come that the Son of Man should be what? Glorified. The next verse is very important. Let's read together. What does he say? Most assuredly. Now, there is, no, 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 there is, there is, there is, I tell you. Then there is assuredly. Then there is most assuredly. Like if you propose to a girl, eh? and then she says, 
most assuredly I tell you I will not marry you it's time to to organize yourself and your resources yeah pull the knife out of your side put the bandage and say mm, there is seven billion others Kale. yeah and then you go go away yeah when someone uses the term most assuredly in other words I tell you truth like there is truth then there is too much truth and, and truth is truth yeah you know yeah. like there is white then there is white yes, then there is no white then there is a pure white hey. yeah like presumably everyone bathes but they are different degrees of what? bathing yeah there are those who bathe and when they come out you're wondering did you bathe? you want to see Jesus and then he says most 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 Assuredly, like this truth is guarded. This truth is unshakable. Most assuredly. It's not assuredly. It's not more assuredly. It's most assuredly. Like there's big, bigger, biggest. Some people, they misuse English. So they don't know that thing only works for certain things. So, <laughs> yeah, so they come and say, what? What? Yeah. Girl. Girl or? Girlest. So when someone is trying to boast Mbuno about his girlfriend, he's like, I have a girlest, you know. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Okolo, your wife loves it, so try it. But he says, most assuredly, I say to you, hmm? unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. It remains alone. It remains alone. It remains alone. But if it dies, if it dies, it produces much grain. He's saying, these Greeks who are coming to look for me, they will not need to look for me because I am going to reproduce myself so much huh? that people in a town called Rukunjiri, which the disciples didn't know, which the disciples didn't know, they will find me. Yeah. 
that people in a town called Nalia will see me. People in a country. You, do you think Peter knew that there is a country called Uganda? Because it would have been, the Greeks want to see you. Now the Ugandans. Now the, the, the Ugandans from Iganga want to say, no, 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 no. Jesus said, I can solve this mystery with one action, death. Death and no one will need to look for me anymore. I will be everywhere. Everywhere. And today, more than two billion people call the Lord Jesus God. Today, Good Friday, more than two billion people are talking about Jesus. Even those who don't usually go. This is the weekend when they finally darken the door of the church because it is Good Friday and Easter. One brother was asked by the pastor, brother, you need to join the army of the Lord? I said, why, pastor? He says, I only see you on Easter and Christmas. He said, I'm in the secret service. If your neighbor is the kind that needs joke interpretation, I give you the permission to go ahead and engage your giftings. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Next verse, next verse. Mama, mama, mama. He who loves his life will lose it. I, I don't want to, I don't like this text actually. I actually don't like it. Yeah? yeah. It's a bit like when you're sick and you go to the doctor. You don't like it. Yeah, when I was young and they took you to the, uh, the I, I know the lady's place, I will not say her name because some of her relatives might be here. Back in the day, there was a certain general antibacterial drug which everyone in the village used called PPF. It came in a bottle and it was a powder. So they had to first boil water and then they pull water in the syringe and then they inject into the PPF bottle and then she shakes like this. Now, for there were two types of needles. The one for malaria injection was small because the drug was liquid. The one for PPF, you could literally see the hole in the needle be yeah, because they, they, the, the, it was a, a solution which had particles. The PPF was put in uh, water, so for it to go in. My friend, the worst point was when you are there trembling with, with my legs between my mother's legs and having another person restraining the, the head and then you peep like this and then you see her eliminating the air bubbles from the needle uh, 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 I just knew that thing is coming from my little bum hey I didn't like it but I needed it 
I didn't like it, but I needed it. What I'm preaching tonight, you may not like it, but you need it. Yeah. Tonight, I come, behold, I come with the PPF injection. <laughs> yeah. This is for different kinds of diseases. Uh, uh, gallery people, are you still there? Uh, there are people in the gallery or they have left. Gallery, if you're there, make some noise. Okay. So, he who loves his life will lose it. Yeah. Everyone loves their life. That's why everyone is wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. When they hear, co what? Of what? Some people, nowadays you find them, you would think they've changed religion because of the way they've covered themselves. Yeah, because they love their lives. But he says, he who loves his life for what? Will lose it. And he who hates his life, when? In this world, not in the world to come. He who hates his life today, today, the 2nd of April 2021 will keep it for eternal life. The last verse before I start preaching. If anyone, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. Mm. Yeah, and where I am there, my servant will be also. And if anyone serves me, him, my father, will honor. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you because obstacles are being moved. Many are being killed and futures are being redeemed. In Jesus' name, amen. There are people who have been operating and you want to go somewhere. The picture I saw is you are in a car but in front of you is a tractor. It's moving in the same direction you're going but it is much slower than you. And every time you try to overtake to the right, the tractor driver moves to the right. When you try to go to the left, the tractor driver moves to the left. Today we are going to take that tractor driver off. These are spiritual things. There are some of you, you can't explain why you are not moving at the speed you are designed to move. Somehow you're the one with the debt. Somehow you're the one whose things get lost. Someone, you're the one who doesn't get promoted. Somehow you're the one whose business catches fire. No, 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 no. We are moving the tractor. Are you here? Okay. And then uh, well, many people are going to be healed. Yeah. Jesus, already a lot of people are being healed, but even later on, a lot more. And the last word is from this that I'm preaching God is redeeming futures. It's very interesting. It's very interesting that you can be here and God has designed you for such a bright 
glorious future. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, and then you never see it. Why? Because you reached a junction and you took the wrong turn. It's possible to take the wrong turn and get the future that is different from the future that was meant for you. Saul took the wrong turn. He never got the future that God desired for him. Ananias and Sapphira took the wrong turn. They never got the future God desired for them. Achan took the wrong turn. He never got the future God desired for him. But thank God, the God of mercy, David took a wrong turn. But he got the future God desired for him because he humbled himself and repented and said, God, he was a man after God's own heart. You know, we've tried to do mobocracy Christianity. It hasn't worked because God is not looking for a mob. God is looking for a man. God is looking for a man. He didn't say unless grains of wheat fall to the ground and die. No, he said unless a grain. One, one, one. Are you there? He says unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. It remains alone. Now, Today is a, you know, I told all these lovely location pastors, by the way, whom you should appreciate on my behalf. <laughs> I told them, if you love anyone, get, make sure they are there tonight. So if you're here, it's because your location pastor loves you. Yeah. yeah. Because today is a prophetic day. Today is the second of April. Twenty twenty-one. Exactly fifteen years ago on second April two thousand six. It was today that we gathered in the morning at Al Fiesta restaurant, not knowing exactly what we were doing, and we said this thing is worth trying. It was today, 2nd April. Yeah, it was today. Today, 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 15 years ago. So we... Thank you. Thank you. You can have your seats. So as I was trying to think, what am I going to say today? This is the text that came to me because today is very prophetic. Because when we made that decision, we, there was several degrees of death. We died to certain comforts, died to certain relationships, died to a lot of things. Okay? We didn't know what we were doing. You know, that's why you should try out things when you're young. Because you have very little to lose. Yeah, like when you are to the stage where some of you are, and God tells you to do what he told me, yeah, you would hardly do it. Because like, you have money, you have titles, you have relationships. You know, you can't always just start new friendships like that, right? 
you've already established yourself this is too risky. Yeah, you would say, mm -mm. God, mm -mm. talk to Chris. But we were young, we were like, who cares? We didn't have children yet, so like, if it jumps, no, yeah. yeah. No children, for us we had been married a short while, it wasn't even working, so it wasn't even a case of my marriage, no, it's already not working, who cares? Yeah. The marriage wasn't working. So it wasn't a case of I might lose my marriage. You're already losing it. It wasn't a case of I might lose money or my job. I didn't have. Yeah. So it was all good. I was good to go. I think God found a person who had very little to lose. Very little to lose. That's why I'm an advocate of early starts. Yeah. The longer you stay around, you see, like when you take the wrong turn at a junction, do you know it gets worse the more you go? Because when they finally tell you, no, you should have gone those ends, you are thinking, going back to that junction and then turning, ah, let's just keep going. Truly, there might be a panya. <clears throat> 15 years ago, a few people who had very little to lose. Think that I think now that I think back on it, we were the only married couple. Yeah. Yeah. No one else was married unless I'm missing something. Yeah. We were the only married couple in the group that started worship harvest. Yeah. JB3 were not married. Angela was studying. She dodged the bullet. Dr. O was still somewhere negotiating his way in. Yeah. Yeah. Julian wasn't married. Oh, Timo wasn't married. Yeah, because Timo's wedding was on the day that Paula got born. So, we, yeah, everyone had very little to lose. Like, let's go. Now, here we are. Amen. Here we are 15 years later. More than 7,000 people call this just their home. And you know what? It just got started. Yeah. Let me tell you something that you probably may not have heard. What God is going to do in the next five years is going to make the 15 years look like a total joke. I, I kid you not. Yeah. You watch. This is 2021. Watch by 2025. The whole thing from year 1 to 15 will look like, Kale, you people. <laughs> so what were you doing all those 15 years? Because you're going to see the kind of speed and acceleration that is impossible to, ask, to explain in human terms. Yeah. It's already happening. It's already happening. A month ago, we celebrated 5,000 people at garage. 
a month. Is it a month even? Let's try say a month. We are now past 7,000. Now, how do you take almost 15 years to get to 5,000 and then you add 2,000 in two months? In a month? Yeah? Now, if you at all somehow by any chance happen to believe in Jesus in your heart and you're not one of those culture Christians, right now your heart should be rejoicing. Yeah. Because those are not numbers. Those are people. People. That's the thing God's heart beats for. People. So, here we are. And I can tell you at least by the evidence in this room, I don't abide alone. Huh? He says unless the green of wheat holds the ground, that it abides alone. Um, because I made that decision without really knowing what I was doing, I wish I could tell you, ha, you had the strategic plan, what? You knew exactly how this thing was going. No, 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 no. No. It was a case of, eh, this is what God wants. God will get what he wants from me. Now, he, always, he doesn't always get what he wants from everyone. But I decided that from me, he will get what he wants. Yeah. And I want you to join me to be one of the people who when God wants something, he doesn't need to beg as if he didn't create you. Yeah where he can get it. Amen. Now, the most powerful thing you'll ever do with your life is to give it up. That's the nature of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is the other way around, around the way the world works. In the world, people seek power by standing for elections, what convincing people making money so you are the boss all of that in the kingdom the access to real power eh, is quitting on life and all your seemingly good dreams by the way I think I have a prophetic word based on the decisions people make tonight in terms of redeeming futures. <clears throat> there are people here who were going to be forgotten when you die. You know, like, when you die, you're not going to die soon, but whenever that is, you will die. When you die, and in about a year, people don't remember. People have moved on. Do you know people can move on? Yeah. 
So it's only those who are close to you who try to keep resurrecting your memory. But now there's a memorial for so and so. Hey, what, what, what? They keep trying things. Yeah, at your workplace, let's say you die like on a Tuesday. Huh? On Thursday, they clear out your desk. Everything that belongs to the company, they take it to the HR department. Everything that is yours, they send it to your home. The next Tuesday, huh? someone is seated in the very chair you thought was yours, and they are testifying at their home church how the Lord gave them a job. Yeah. Meanwhile, your body is decomposing. There's a very bad psalm. I don't remember what psalm it is. It's so bad, that's why I don't remember it. Well, they said they named their names, roads after their names, their lands after their names. They think they will not. And say, but they eat, death will eat them. Yeah. You know, in the village where we bury people, bury, there is always drunk people. Do you know why there are always drunk people at funerals? You probably have never thought about the social importance of the drunk man at the barrio. Now let me educate you. Are you there? Yeah. Or you want to go? Yeah. I told you they don't say PPF necessary. The social someone needs to write a thesis on this thing. There is always people who are drunk at funerals. Do you know why? Because someone has to take the most unpleasant task of being the last person to walk away from the grave. And you can't do that when you're sane. Have you ever thought about that? Like, like you know, that's why when after the Amazon, the funeral service people start putting what, 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 and then they tell the family, let's go, let's go. Because they don't want you to be the last one to leave the grave. So there has to be some fellows who are not completely okay. After everyone has left, they stick, stick around. Then they walk do you, do you, Are you thinking about the psychological impact of being the last person to leave a person in a pit and you walk away? It takes a person who is a little tipsy to do that. Now you know. So, while you're here, dusting off your resume, what, what, doing another extra course, what, you don't know. You don't know. The moment your heart's be, be what, I'm not ready for whatever, eh, your heart stops like this. Then everyone is shocked. They're like, we thought people loved him. He just put you there. And then they go. And they have to continue. Yeah, they go to church. They go back to mission or community. They go for frontier to advance the cause, at least. Now, of course, the good thing is for us who are saved, we know that that's just your body. 
Yeah, the real you is not there. Now, those who are not saved, it's such a bad thing. Are you with me? Yeah, but saved or not, no one is very eager about that thing. But it says, he who <laughs> hates his life will keep it. But what I wanted to say is, unless a grain of wheat falls, it remains alone. You see, generally speaking, everyone is trying to be significant. I think I said that the most powerful thing you'll ever do with your life is what? Give it up. Surrender. Surrender it. I can tell you, even with your best laid plans and promoting yourself on Facebook, ETC, I can tell you. Like right now, if I ask you to think about your relatives of 100 years ago, 100. Do you remember them? I'm talking about 100 years ago, 1921. First World War had already ended. You, you have no clue. Cut it. You. <laughs> And yet there are people, we talk about them as if they are still alive. Martin Luther. Whoever, whoever. Why? Because they gave up their lives. They let their lives fall to the ground. When you give your life to God, he gives you back something called significance. And you will not take it by force. You have to get it yourself. And you say, God. Because, you know, there are two ways to live. There is one of, let me live until the pit. Just go for it. Everything. Five cars, what, whatever you want. And then it all stops there, suddenly, poo. Or there is to say, I think I have more vision than that. But let me tell you, if you have more vision than the pit, there are no two ways about it. You have to give it up now. You have to give it up now. Yeah. I wish I could tell you, no, actually, what? There are other ways in which, what? No, it's not there. I've, I've really thought about this and it's not there. It's not there. Unless Jesus was lying. You can't say the grain of wheat can stay alive and then it brings forth much grain. No. <laughs> right? Pastor Isaac, could I have a mic? I'm going to, I think, ask for help with this someone. Uh, a, a young lady, a friend of ours, they are facing a crisis in their family right now. But I thought about her testimony. This young person came to worship harvest only one and a half years ago. Straight from the world. Okay? And joined Pastor B3's gang. Please, Pastor B3, please come with a microphone. The one I asked for. Okay? And, you know, I, it's interesting. 
This young lady joins gangs. She wasn't even saved. She gave her life to Jesus. Do you know? I'm talking one and a half years. Do you know right now she's a Zono pastor? Zono pastor. Worship is downtown. Zono pastor. Now, think about that, that kind of acceleration. Where do you think she's going to be in the next three years? If she continues on that trajectory. She'll be overseeing like a whole nation of operations. Yeah. When you give your life, when you put it down, what happened to the mic? She has come, come, come. You were saying something on a group somewhere that you joined this means when you were 19 years old. Tell us quicker. And, and where do you, where, whether you think your life would probably have been even more better if you had just continued, uh, you know, marry, uh, have children, do your job in the corporate world. And you were, you were really good at your job. Rapid promotion. Anyway, tell us, tell us, quickly. <laughs> tell us. Wow. So, yesterday I was thinking about worship harvest and our journey and when I joined university I was 19 years old and that first week there were so many people coming at us with invitations so I go to on a Sunday evening I go to Maine see you at the university because you know you're looking for fellowship and this group of people come to the stage and they are singing Psalm 91 he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide beautiful music, anointed. And then they made an invitation. They said, if you'd like to join us, we meet here every Tuesday. At what time? Six or five thirty? One of the two. Five. Five. <laughs> None of the other. 30, five, so 30. I remember I showed up like at 2 p.m. so that I don't miss. And I was in the chapel waiting, waiting for these people. Why I joined is that I saw the person who discipled me, the first person who ever discipled me, Evangeline Atukunda, who is now in the UK and is leading that incredible missional community there. So she, when I saw her in the group, I knew that that's safe. Because everywhere they were inviting me to, I'm like, I don't know these people. So I knew if that woman is on that group, that's a safe place to be. So I come on a Tuesday, and that's how my journey begins with worship. I've been preparing for a life fest, and then it was this, 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 this whole value of involvement was there because I joined them and they had about a month and a half to the event, but I was immediately allowed on stage. Like instantly, just join. Go there, there's a mic of sopranos, sing, what? So I found family, I found people that love me, but honestly, I, I was reflecting on that journey because when I was 21, we launched Worship Harvest Ministries. But as a church. As a church. Mm. As a church. But I was telling the people at Worship Harvest downtown that for me, what happened is that I was planted. Now that I know the word planted, I was just present. Look, every program of Worship Harvest as a worship team, I cannot tell you that I missed anything. I, I was there. Like, I don't even know what we are doing, but we are doing something. I'm there. What do they need? Can I arrange chairs? Can I pick something? Can I? And I believe that in those moments, 
because the lady you've talked about, we're talking about it in the car with Pastor Jeremy, that why did she stand out in Worship Harvest downtown? It's because she wasn't passive. She was active. She laid down her life. When you say this, she says, okay, I'll do it. And then she figures it out. And you start to get noticed and called out. Yeah. So because that's what happened for me, I'll tell you a quick story. Not once, not twice. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just sharing with you my story. There were tests at campus. <laughs> but I, I had to choose. We had a victory tour where we were going to schools, you know, preaching the gospel, and there was a test. I was like, you know what? I'm going for the victory tour. And I remember I came back and I went and told the lecturer the truth. That going to preach the gospel. The lecturer looked at me. He first laughed. He even came for my wedding. He told me, at least you kill someone. People come and kill their grandmothers again and again. My grandmother died. My grandfather. I said, but it's the truth. He told me, because of your honesty. He gave me, I think, 80-something percent. He said, you don't even need to sit for the test. I can't believe this, you know? But for me, I think what I remember was that there was something drawing me in. And of course, eventually I get to work and I feel like career. Eh? My career was working, but there was a pull to the ministry. And it didn't make sense. Apostle, you asked me that, do I think my life... Okay, like when you compare yourself to your classmates who you left Swasa with. Apostle. You feel like theirs, their lives are more significant than yours because you decided to do the gospel. Wow. It's a big... Like, are you looking fact. at your class in your head and seeing all those people having incredible impact on the world while you're here wasting time, Peter? No, sir. Let's appreciate Pastor Bithri. It, uh, it remains alone. It remains alone. Personally, I haven't yet had the unfortunate, uh, I don't know what to call it, of attending a funeral where they are burying two people at the same time. It's always been one. And I pray that when mine comes, it will also be myself only, so that you know we are not inconveniencing a lot of people. It remains. Are you there? Death to self is what produces you. Give me Philippians two, seventeen to eighteen, and Second Timothy two four. 2 Timothy 4, 6 to 8. Let's read together. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. This is Paul writing together. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all for the same reason. You also be glad and rejoice with me. This is Paul. Would you describe your life as a drink offering being poured out? Or are you a container that is just taking things in? I want you to think about that. You see, that there is a funny thing about life. The funny thing about life is that there are things called choices. And automatically, when you choose certain things, 
you unchoose other things automatically. You can't make two choices in some cases. So, for example, when you choose to marry someone, like I chose Ari, what, what are you doing? You are unchoosing all the others. So, all, all other women are unchosen to me. Completely unchosen. Don't exist. <laughs> now, life becomes complicated when you choose and then you try to continue choosing elsewhere. You've just opened the Pandora's box. Yeah, and usually stuff doesn't go back in with the Pandora's box, I'm told. <laughs> when you chose to be here at Nalia tonight, you automatically chose not to be somewhere else. You get what I'm saying? Like these people who live in Butenga, you can't be here and Butenga at the same time. Now that's the th concept a lot of human beings are not yet used to. That when you make a certain choice, the other choice is made for you. You don't make two at the same time, right? Like when you choose to drink alcohol, you also choose to be drunk based on the quantities. You don't say, I will drink, but the drunk, I will pass being drunk. No, I drunk, just give me the more alcohol. No, you automatically choose being drunk by choosing to drink. Am I making sense? So when you choose to live your life for your plans and your good things, whatever it is that your parents laid out for you, you automatically choose not to be significant in the kingdom. You, you, don't, you don't have that choice. You don't. I can't lie to you and say, no, you can have both. You can't have both. Unless Jesus is lying. When you choose your life, you choose death and insignificance. Now, when you choose to give up your life, yeah, you automatically choose significance, even without trying. You see me here, I'm not like the most amazing preacher over what, what. No, in fact, I was telling people in school of ministry the other day, it occurred to me that it's incredibly probable, most probable, that I wasn't God's first choice to lead this church. And in fact, in my Noah, I think I know it. Yeah. Just like David. You know David wasn't God's first choice to lead Israel? It was Saul. And I believe I wasn't God's first choice. But I think God had to jump over so many people who, who had too much to lose until he finally found someone whose marriage is not working, doesn't have a permanent job, etc., etc., and is like, let, let me disturb this one. Yeah. Now, you may be here and you, you're better than me at so many things. You probably are, are watching me preach and are like, uh, you can do better than that. Look, the only difference between you and me is that I said yes before you did. So you just have to sit there and listen to me. Yeah. Even with your good preaching and your good anointing, yeah, you, you, you said yes after me. And in fact, for some of you, you haven't even yet said yes, so you're going to listen to me for a long time. A long time. 
the longer you take to say yes, the longer significance stays away from you. Give me, give me 2 Timothy 4, 6 to 8. This is a very painful verse, by the way, if you read it in total. Only one part of it people just talk about as if they know what they're saying. Together, let's read one, two, three. Together, huh? For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. This Paul guy. And the time of my departure is at hand. That was Paul. The time of my departure is far, according to my faith. Now, then he says something here. Which, which I see on almost all funeral order of services, which is completely uh, out of order. But let's, let's just read it. Let's just read it. Let's, are you ready? Is anyone here who wants to read? Together, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which is the Lord will judge will give to me on that day and not to me only but also those who love disappearing. Now, you can chuck the verse. I have fought the good fight. Do you know how it starts? I am being poured out as a drink offering. That's when he says, I have people who, who have never done anything for God yeah? They roll them in, then they start saying, I have found a good fight. I have finished that. Which, which class have you finished? Huh? Give me that verse. Huh? Give me the verse. I've, fo- yeah. I've finished the race. Which race have you finished? You've not even started. You've not even started. And then you die, and then they put, you finished. You can't finish what you haven't started. If you've lived your life for yourself, making money, promotions, building houses, what, 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 and then they roll you in here and we are supposed to stand here and say, yeah, I have fought the good fight. Which, which, race, have you, which race have you finished? You can say goodbye to this verse on your funeral if you want to continue living for yourself. You see, the place to find the biggest lies is funeral services. Big lies. Yeah. They first have, what do they call that thing? Vigil in Kampala. Then a person who has never even been to church, they disturb these Anglican churches. Anglicans, they hold the funeral service for them, all saints. They've never been to all saints. They've never been a member of all saints. They've never given any tithe to all saints. But if you are a priest at All Saints, you already set up to do funerals for people you not know a thing about. And weddings at Namirembe. Ah, so, there is a, a funeral service where? At All Saints. Then you finish All Saints. Funeral service, whatever. What are those people? A plus what? Ah, to the village. Then you get there another vigil. Then the local priest has to be found. Who knows nothing about these people? Use your connections in the village. The church where your parents used to go when... Oh, my goodness. Even the reverend is trying to figure out...
Am I talking? I told you I'm bringing what? PPF. So don't shut me down. I'm here to rescue your futures, some of you. Because without tonight's message, you could probably have just gone on like that. And then you die and everyone is lying at your funeral. Telling lies. But you fought a good fight. Which one? Yeah. You didn't do something as small as starting a mission community. You fought a fight. Which fight? You were fighting in the bar, not, not the fight of our Lord Jesus. I love you. Yeah, there are things that only people who love you can tell you. Oh, yeah. All others will just be lying to you. You're awesome. You're great. What? You're inching towards your death. And then you die. Then they forget that you ever existed. Kumbe, they were there singing your praises. Wicked human beings. Wicked. I can tell you people. Like this thing you're living is not a rehearsal. You are not in a rehearsal. You're living the re- forget these people who say you'll come back as a cow, as an ant. No. You will not come back like a cat. This is it. Okay? And I, I'm telling you there is a window and it is closing. There is a window and it is closing. Yeah. Like everyone in this room the window for you to become an Olympic 100 meter gold champion closed it closed yeah impossible yeah that window closed I can I know you can quote that verse I can do all things no that's not what that verse means you can't do all things you can't go and compete in the Olympic 100 meter dash Kapos, that window closed Yeah, for 99% of the people in this room to play in the NBA, the window closed. For some of you, it closed the day you were conceived because you don't even have the height. Some... Yeah, the window closed. Yeah, yeah. Chris Kawesa, Chris Kawesa is here. We, together, we used to play football and our team was Abakubi. Abakubi. Are there any other Abakubi is here? And I'm telling you, Chris is a really good footballer. Yeah, seriously. Chris is a really good footballer. And I was grateful I was on his team. Because I didn't have to tackle him. But I can tell you, I love that man. Yeah, you can ask my friends. They'll tell you I even gossip about him. I love him. Yeah, I love Chris Kawesa. Yeah. But him playing for Madrid... The window closed. Yeah. Uganda cranes, the window closed. Yeah. He can only come on as a third level substitute for Magere FC. Yeah. It closed. It closed. <laughs> Julius Kabogo is saying even that one, no. Not even Magere. Not even Magere. Yeah. Why? The window closed. Am I making sense to people here? Please don't live your life as if the window is always open. It's not always open. For me to leave this church, I had a very thin window in which to jump in and say, I would do it. There's a guy called Ronnie Yiga. 
One of those I lifted loudspeakers for. So when I'm in total trepidation, wondering, what is this that's happening to me? me I ne I've never wanted to be a pastor. What? But I'm like, I've failed to sleep. I've failed to work. Okay. So I go talk to Ronnie. I'm like, you know what? This is what I'm sensing God is saying. It runs, eh? Anyway, I think I'm going, we are going to start the church. And then he said, when are you going to do it? This was October. October, November 2005. I said, uh, maybe in a year's time. And he just looked at me and said, what will be there in a year's time that is not there now, except for the fact that you will have changed your mind? Young Kuba PPF. Yeah, you all are here because of that guy said that. We need to start closing. Mark ten twenty eight to thirty one. If you can get it for me, I'm going to make like two more points and go. Together, then Peter began to say to him. Now, for those who are going to say yes, the wise ones. Eh? What did he say? See, we have left all and followed you. Eh, 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 eh. You see, even me, in my small world here where I lead, there are people who have left all like this one and that one. Yeah? And they've followed me. Do you know? Even me, I'd be thinking, what can I do for them? Yeah. When I think, ah, I think we have enough money to buy a car. Mm. I'm like, ah, you're going to buy your car, go find the one you like. Then I tell them, make sure it's within this much money. Because <laughs> yeah. they may come back here with pictures of Range Rover 2018, 2019. And I'll just be like, no, that should be building a location. <laughs> are, are you here? Upstairs. Are you still there? Good. So he said, we've left all to follow you. And, and what did Jesus say? So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, the other one was most assuredly. This one is second degree assurance. Assuredly, uh -huh, I say to you, there is no one who has left house. So he's trying to tell you the kind of things you're going to be living. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, that's sweet. Uh, who has left what? House. All brothers. All sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands. For my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold when? In this time, houses, brothers. Hey! Hey! Sisters. Mothers, children, 
lands with what? Persecutions. There are people who just say, so they persecute. And in the age will come eternal life. You see, this text, let me, but whoever is first to be last, take me back. You know, just, just, just to point out a small detail some of you may not be able to see. No, no, not the persecution. You see, the verse before had wives. This one doesn't have wives. Uh, yeah. Everything else you receive a hundredfold, but wife, it's the same. <laughs> Amen. Are, are you seeing? Uh, uh, you take me to the previous verse. People might be thinking I'm joking. Uh, doesn't it have wives there? Brother, wife, wife. Uh, uh, go back, go back to wife. Now we, oh, wife. In others, one. Moja, okay? Moja, one wife. And then it says in the next verse, hundredfold, everything you're going to get a hundredfold, but the wife is eliminated. Sheke de braha. People think, no, let me tell you, you can have that one wife eh, at 10 and she can be like incredible. Like my wife. Eh. Let me even put this podium properly. Isn't it ironic that my marriage was dying and the thing that saved my marriage was this church? It was the gospel. It was discipleship evangelism course, which I will never have encountered if I hadn't yet said, if I hadn't said yes. The thing that's not working in your life, do you know why? All you need to do is say yes to Jesus. Yeah. Let me tell you, with what I know now, I, I see some people's lives and I look at them, hang back at you or not. If I was this person, I would have planted like four churches by now. Yeah, because the, the way your life is, like... At least make it count elsewhere. John Wesley had a terrible marriage. Terrible. So bad. Yeah. In fact, the, the lady he first loved, one of his closest friends, took, took her and married her. So he was broken hearted. And then he ended up with this woman who was wicked. But he just preached the gospel. Yeah. All the people who had the best marriages at that time, you don't know them. But you know John Wesley. Yeah, you're refusing to serve God. <laughs> My marriage, time for the wife, time for family. <laughs> time for family, okay. Go, 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 do your time. Yeah. For us, we will make history. You see, there is a deception. There is even lies that Christians tell in church. But this is how, your, how it should be. God first, family next. Uh, ministry last. Where is that in the Bible? Is that what this scripture says? 
the scripture is simply God and ministry first. Everything else second. Yeah. Those of you who have been putting your family and what before. Why is it that in the time when we talk family, banange, fireplace, what is when we have most divorces and marriages not working and children going astray? Children's plans, eh, parenting seminar here, parenting seminar. Why isn't, why aren't things working? Because we are just experiencing the death of not giving our hearts to the gospel. Yeah. Some of you here, I dare you serve God and see what happens to your marriage. Yes. I dare you serve God and see what's going to happen to your marriage. Some of you, the only thing that's going to save your marriage is to serve God fully. I'm telling you the truth. For some of you, it's the only thing. like this. And moreover, on the outside, things look okay, but you know they are not. You are this close to your marriage breaking. And the only thing going to save you is to say, my life is now down. I'm going to serve the purposes of God. He said a hundred... Look. In the natural, I have one brother. My other brother was murdered. And three sisters. Do you know how many brothers I now have? Huh? Some of you, when you have a party, you threaten people to be there. Some of us, when you have a kapate, what? You have to apologize to people. Because you can't, the budget is, there's no, it's, yeah. You just have to say, <laughs> a man like Birulu didn't come for my birthday party. A man like, like, how can Birulu not come for my birthday party? Because of too many brothers. Too many brothers. Am I making sense? So you just have to say, who am I going to disappoint? And then you just say, they, will, they all love me. They will understand. Uh, 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 no, he came. This one was there. You know, I had to have two. To just, yeah. But some, like, Kabuko. Kabuko. Yeah. Of all, Kabuko. My boss in harvest multi-purpose. Yeah, but on his birthday, yeah, it was on Wednesday. I finished MC Live like this and just stepped on it all the way to Magere. Why? Because I have a brother. Now look, I don't even know Julius Kabugo's village yet. Am I making sense? Sisters. <sighs> Children. Look, you are looking at the most blessed man you will see today, 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 today. Because God has given me everything in excess. Houses. Now, do you know, if I flow into Nairobi today, hmm, there will be at least 10 people who want to house me. Yeah. 
So you could suffice it and say, I have 10 houses in Nairobi. Free, no paying. Mbuwat, what not? Moreover, picked up from the airport, housed, fed, and delivered back to check in. That's the thing I'm telling you will happen if I go to London, if I go to Houston, if I go to Phoenix, huh? Kigali, Bujumbura. Like when I go to Burundi, the way I'm picked up. <laughs> Lagos even escorts. Like, yeah, like police. Yeah. Yeah, police escort people with guns. Ooh, ooh. You see, uh, that will have ever happened to me when I'm doing architecture. Yeah. The other day we went with these people to Lagos. You know, being picked VIP, we are the ones inconveniencing people. Wee, 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 wee. And then Merlin took them ring and my God. But you know, look. You be here chasing your life. Let me tell you, your life is already too small. You think it's big, eh? but it is too small, I tell you. Yeah. Like, if you are going to be tempted not to serve God, let it be something significant, like the rich young ruler. But really? At Kulevajoriko, you don't want to serve God. Or Koleros this way and lost that way. Why? Why? I have to finish. Uh, go, go, go back. Hey, Some people have to drive quickly. Go back to Mark. No, John, John, John. John 12. Are, are you blessed? John 12. John 12. The people of the slides. John 12. We have got it. Okay. He says, he who serves me if anyone if anyone serves me let him follow me and where I am there my servant will be also what did, what did Jesus tell the disciples in Matthew four eighteen? because you are wondering how to follow what did he say so he came to those people next verse I'm out of time so I'm just going for the middle one what did he say he said to them what did he say Follow me. And, and when you follow me, what, what am I going to do? Faces of men. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Following Jesus has nothing to do with Simani, Wati, building the other good thing. No. Faces of men. That's his business. Jesus went about preaching, teaching, and healing. That's it. He said, I will build my church. That's his business. He's building his church. Following Jesus means building his church, becoming a fish of men, doing evangelism and discipleship and, and planting churches. It is a worthy work to give your life to. Are you here? Yeah. Pastor B3. Now, wherever she goes, now they pay her tickets to go. Yeah. All her classmates, they don't experience what she experiences. Yeah. 
Rwanda, they called that. They, they pay your ticket, and they picked you up at the airport. Then they treated you like a VIP until you came back and even gave you some dollars. Ethiopia, uh, Lagos, Nigeria, Kenya, Atandika, Bhutanis. So she started by covering Africa. Yeah, look, these things are real. Like Pastor Solomon, yeah? she's a phenomenon in Nigeria. Yeah. Didn't you go by yourself? By that lady sent her to us. I asked them, will you take good care of her? They said, you, you know us. I said, okay. So they bought her ticket. She's now an interna international preacher. Instead of going to bed, you're still fighting the report. Okay, Rabukezi, 530 a.m. traffic You think you're leaving. Do you want me to finish? Even me, the government wants me to finish because of coffee. Let me finish with this one. The last part of verse 26. Time. It's time. Time would fail me to talk of whoever and whoever. If anyone. Ah! Okay. Let's read. If. Who is anyone? If anyone does what? How do you serve Jesus? How do you serve Jesus? You become a fisher of men. Yeah. I serve Jesus on the building site. Look, even non believers can build. I serve Jesus in business. You, the biggest business people are not believers. So, are you going to tell me Elon Musk is serving Jesus? Huh? Or Jeff Bezos? No. You see, whatever you're doing, if it doesn't require the anointing for you to do it, it's not serving Jesus. Sorry for blowing your bubble. Yeah. All those are just things here we do on earth. If it doesn't require the anointing, forget it. Anyone else can do it. Look, here is how you can tell that what you're doing is serving Jesus. If it actually takes you being filled by the Holy Spirit to do that thing. Yeah. Yes. You see, there are people who have shamed the ministry. There are people who think Okubedo Musumba is the worst thing that can happen to you. There are people who have been dissing people in this ministry because they chose to serve God. Baba Yisabubi, they talk ill about them. They are going to regret it. They are going to regret it. They are going to see God lift people who have chosen to serve him. Eh? Yeah? Like, like this man here. Yeah, I think for me with Timo, I am going to stand behind him fully like this. Yeah. Whatever he chooses, whatever he chooses, yeah, I will not choose for him what he should do. 
but whatever he chooses, I'd be like, okay, is that what you've chosen? Okay. Now we, yeah. Now let, let the world know that the God we serve. He says, if an, my, him, my father, will honor, honor. When it is, God, when it is the father of Jesus huh? honoring you. <laughs> huh? Even Jesus has said, uh-uh, this one, I'm not going to do it myself. Until when it Moses, I'm not going to honor you. That's Jesus saying. I could have honored you, but I want my father to be the one. Yeah, to introduce you and say, Moses, that, that, that's my boy. Yeah. He says, He, whoever serves me, God will honor. God will honor. Let's stand up and pray. God will honor. Today is a significant day. What God did in my life 15 years ago exactly to this day, He's doing today. God is calling people. You know it. Your heart burned within you as I preached. You know that your beautiful current direction is not the thing. Yeah. All that this whole house would go and preach the gospel. All that this whole house would go and preach the gospel and change the world forever and bring sinners to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. That's what the Father wants to do for you. Father, thank you. Now, I'm out of time. But if you are there and you know that God is calling you, it may not be immediate, it may not be tomorrow. You may need to make plans. You may need to make plans. You may need to shift things around over time. When God called me, I didn't immediately quit architecture. I continued practicing for another 10-12 years as I got ready for the stage at which I am now. But it's because we didn't have anything. So I had to lay it up. Some of you, when you come in, you'll find a desk. When I started, my office was the office of worship harvest. My desk was the church desk. My chair was the church chair. I had to pay the bills for the church. For you, you come in their buildings. So your level of risk is much lower than my level of risk. But if you know, as I preached, God spoke to you, spoke to you, that you need to lay down your life for the gospel fully. At some point, in the next five years max, I want you to put your right hand up straight. Right hand up straight. Thank you for those hands. Many, many, many hands. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your children, your servants, who you're giving significance tonight, tonight, who are going to lay down your lives, their lives, and go to other countries, go out of Kampala to other cities and towns. Thank you, Father, that you're accelerating it tonight, that the little seed we put down 15 years ago is now producing many more seeds that are going to produce a harvest of souls of millions, millions of people who will come to know you. If, if you're putting your hand up, please just keep it up and let's just pray in the spirit for a minute. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You've seen every hand. You know the, heart, the cry of every heart. My role is to deliver the message. It's your role to make it happen. May there be hundreds of churches out of tonight, out of the word tonight, out of the seed planted tonight. Hundreds of churches, hundreds of thousands of disciples, hundreds of thousands of transformed lives and homes, reunited couples, redeemed children, provision, transformed communities, because you are doing it it's not a work of man. So I thank you, Father. Pour out your spirit on them, Lord, because they can't do it in their own effort. Let your anointing, let your anointing descend. Yes, receive it. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the spirit of multiplication. Receive the spirit of multiplication. You shall raise many sons and daughters. You shall raise many sons and daughters. You shall be repairers of the bridge. You shall raise foundations that are broken. You shall raise families. You shall repair, 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 repair civilizations. You shall redeem nations. You shall reconcile nations. You shall stop wars between nations. You shall be ambassadors of peace, ambassadors of Christ. You shall hold crusades, gospel meetings in many countries, in many stadiums. Yes, it will happen. You shall plant mega churches in places where they don't speak languages that you know. You will do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your sending, releasing. In Jesus' name, amen. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.